Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 37. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we'll be talking about the 2013 horror movie, Curse of Chucky. And once again, we are joined by three-time now, Now Screaming guest expert, <laughs> James Skosky. I will allow you to call me an expert. That is fine with me. <laughs> That is exactly what it is. We're like calling in the big guns. We're like, we got we to gotta have information. Hey, Time to I'll, call in Skosky. I'll take it. How are you this uh, fine evening? I'm doing well. And for the first time so far on the podcast, I'm talking about a movie that I actually like. I was about to say, <laughs> we usually bring you in for the real stinkers. And uh, now you've got a good movie to talk about for once. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah I agree. Yeah, and, and with the other ones, you're right. Like, Hellraiser was getting worse with each day. A garbage, garbage <laughs> film. Yeah. Dead Silence wasn't that bad. It was bad. It's just not good. It's yeah. not Hellraiser Revelations is yeah. all I can say. So, Curse of Chucky is the straight-to-home video uh, sixth entry in the Child's Play franchise. And our dear friend James is on this episode uh, because he is a Chucky super fan. And in fact, he's the reason that I saw this movie in the first place. Yeah, that's both are definitely true. <laughs> I, I, it, I've loved all the Chucky movies. I remember being the first child's play was like when I was way too young to watch it. It was probably the first horror movie that actually genuinely scared me. Um, particularly the final sequence, but I kind of became obsessed with it soon after. Like I was not afraid anymore. And I was like, all right, there's something here that I, I'm just super into. So James is the reason that I've seen this movie in the first place. Uh, he's also the reason that I saw the original child's play. Uh, and, and everyone in between <laughs> and everyone in between. Uh, Liz, I think I showed the original child's play to you for the first time, like last year. You did. It was last year. And I was very, very uh, not excited. I was not enthused. Because I, and I mean, I've been proven wrong, do not get me wrong uh, about this, but, like, I was very convinced that I wouldn't find it scary, um, and that I would just find it, like, really laughable and cheesy, because I just couldn't imagine, I could not imagine this doll making me afraid. And having it, like, having there be any suspension of disbelief at all, I just, like, could not fathom a world in which I could be like, oh, yeah, that's a killer doll, rather than just being like, that looks stupid and dumb, like most other kinds of, like puppet or doll yeah, movies yeah. i can think of in the past I, and i, I think was that is the the perception that like i think a lot of people hear like killer doll movie or something and think like oh that's going to be really silly like how and could I that think, be scary and i think also knowing that there was something called seed of chucky and bride of chucky i don't i didn't think that i could really anticipate being really like fully into it but child's play is fantastic it's such a great movie it's so good and it is legitimately terrifying and the way that chucky moves is shockingly good I like I was floored when I first You're saw it. You're super critical of 80 special effects and you still thought it was great. Exactly. That's that I mean that's what takes it from like yeah. you know just any other kind of like rote horror film to me. I was like this they do this really well to a point where I am scared. Like it's legit. So before this I mean we're not talking about child's play. We're talking <laughs> about Curse of Chucky. True. Uh I've also sort of, I think we've taken for granted that all of our listeners know who Chucky is. Um, but maybe uh, 
everyone probably knows who Chucky is, but probably not any other context. Probably. Other that. That his so, name is Chucky and he looks like the, how he does. This yeah. is a good opportunity for, I think, if James, if you want to catch us up on the films that preceded Curse of Chucky and how we got to this point. Uh, Previously on Again, Chucky. just like the, <laughs> the major bullet points, but like, what is what is the Child's Play franchise and how did it get to this? Well, yeah, um, that is, it's, it's, I think, an interesting story, but it's also kind of important to unpack this particular movie because it's so in sort of like entwined with the rest of the series um so it's it's chucky is created by don mancini who wrote the original and um he came up with the idea uh because of a combination of the fact that his dad when he was growing up worked in like marketing for children's toys he was like an executive that like figured out how to market toys to children as like consumers which in and of itself is sort of you know interesting and then he wanted to take a movie where for the first time you made the the killer doll an actual full character and not just mm-hmm. something that like pops out you know there's a twilight zone episode that did that with like i was gonna say that. i've seen that twilight zone episode and yeah always i feel like they're very connected yeah but but that character it, it's more just like a like a scary thing that comes out at you whereas Chucky, even, I mean, in all of them, especially, but he is a character. He's as much of an actor in the movie as, like, the human people. And that's sort of a very different approach. So, you know, the first one came out, and it was really successful. And uh, right away, they're like, okay, you got to make more. And I think, like, a year and a half to two years later, the second one came out. And that one was pretty popular in, in, you know, 80s slashers and 90s, you know, like, it was becoming kind of a thing, you know, to, to have like a horror icon like that. And then they made the third one in like less than a year. And he had such fatigue that he was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I can't do any more of these Chucky movies back to back. Like this is, this is, you know, too much. And I, that one was 91. Honestly, I think that this isn't a podcast about the whole franchise, but I think that the third movie suffers as a result and it shows that fatigue yeah. for sure. It does not have as many, as much to say yeah i'll say yeah definitely i think it's it's one of the weakers if not the the weakest one maybe arguably yeah we'll get to that yeah um <laughs> and, well you're right it's not about the whole franchise but it it helps to know it for context for the oh movie. no for sure i'm just saying like yeah. we're not we're not evaluating uh child's play three but yeah. i don't think it's very good <laughs> yeah it's it's not terrible it's it's certainly better than the worst of a lot of franchise uh oh yeah Think, I'm thinking particularly of like the worst Freddy or Michael Myers right. movies for sure. Right. Um, and then Bride of Chucky was like 98 and it was like seven years later. So they they wanted to make it like a revival. It's like a bigger budget. Uh, you know, the, I think that's the best the doll ever looked was in Bride of Chucky. And, you know, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies, even as flawed as it is. It's not a perfect movie by any means, but I... It has such personality that I really like we, it. We should also say that, like, it's not really a horror movie. No, it's, it's definitely it's a horror all, comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's very silly. Very silly. Uh, yeah, and it knows but I think, that. I agree with you. I think it. I think it kind of works for what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, again, it, in contrast to what came before and after it, like, yeah, it definitely works. Yeah. And then we'll get to the next one because the next one is the first one I saw in theaters. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so 
so if anyone has seen Seed of Chucky, which is the next one, it's a number of years later. It's 2004. 2004. So that's like six years later after that one. Um, it was going to be a completely different movie. Um, it was going to be, and as and from what I understand, from what Don Mancini, I believe, has said in interviews, it was going to be a shot-for-shot remake of Psycho with Chucky. What? Yeah, so if you've seen Seed of Chucky, they have that joke about the movie Chucky Goes Psycho. That was going to be a real movie. I think it was supposed to be a comedy. You know, just like the absurdity of making... Gus Van Sant Psycho with Chucky, yeah. essentially. I mean, like, that movie exists. It's Gus Van Sant Psycho. <laughs> yeah, but then doing it with the extra layer of dolls, I think, <laughs> would have would have been a trip, I think. And that didn't end up happening, and they just were like, I guess, time to make a funny one. And it is off the rails. I mean, in every way. Seed of Chucky is, like, out of control, I think. Yeah, Evan gave me a rundown of this movie before we watched Curse of Chucky, and I can yeah. tell, like, I don't, it, I don't believe you guys that it's a real movie. Like, <laughs> you're talking about it, but I don't believe you. I think it's like you guys, I don't know, took some hallucinogenic drugs and That's... like concocted this plot because I, it just sounds so bananas to me. It's completely fair for anyone who hasn't seen it, which I assume is a lot of people or hasn't looked it up. It's a meta comedy about Hollywood and. Chucky movies and the mythos of the Child's Play franchise mixing into like a movie that Redman the rapper is making with <laughs> Jennifer Tilly the actress who is also the actress who plays the Tiffany character who's the bride of Chucky. Yeah. And they have in a child with an indeterminate gender who is is confused about his his or her sexual identity and they are also, Chucky and Tiffany are making a pact to give up killing like it's an AA meeting. These are all, <laughs> these are all real things that happen within the same movie. And this is one movie. That's what I was realizing yeah. was like you were telling me all these things. And I was like, this is still Seed which, of Chucky. In like, which, for example, Jennifer Tilly plays herself and also a, a doll that ends up possessing her at yeah. the end of the film. And, uh, and it's canon. Because when you watch Curse of Chucky, you realize that those events did indeed happen. Which we'll get into, because that's Which... that's a very specific part of Curse of Chucky that, like, I, as a person who's only seen Child's Play and none of these other ones, was like, if I had no context, I would have been like, what? Yeah. If I'd just been like, oh, I've seen Child's Play, I can probably mm. understand what's going on in Curse of Chucky. No, no, I could not. I would understand the first, probably, like, hour, hour and a half, and, a half mm-hmm. and then be like... Oh, but uh, uh, nope. The yeah. last tw- 10 minutes of this make absolutely no sense to me. It's, I think certainly. In, in, like, you're right. I think you're infinitely less equipped to watch Curse of Chucky from watching the first one than you would even New Nightmare from the first Nightmare movie. Which I, those are the only ones I've seen. I've yeah. only seen Nightmare on Elm Street and New Nightmare, and I have absolutely no issue with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no context needed other than, like, I guess just what we talked about in the in the new nightmare episode, like, did he get this big? Like the yeah, what will it the just vaudeville what, Freddy? What thing the we character had about. become? Like, yeah, what did you yeah. call him again? What is what does Wes call what him? What does Wes call him? Uh, wasn't it burlesque Freddy? Burlesque, burlesque Freddy. Freddy. <laughs> yes, and there's so there's that necessary context, but yeah. not like a character from Nightmare Four popping up. Right. to do some shenanigans the way that it happens in Curse of Chucky. Yeah. So yeah, because. 
I think as a movie, it mostly it, to get into act, actual Curse of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, we could we can transition into it. So yeah, again, on its own, 2013, and yeah. James is going to give some background, but 2013 yeah. is when. On its own, I think it holds up mostly as a pretty good horror movie, but as a Chucky movie, it's like excellent, you know, because it like adds to the mythos while tying everything together <laughs> somehow. <laughs> You know what it actually made me think of? Like, I really, like, no other sequel has ever, like, felt this way to me. You know how in Scream 3, they have that conversation with um, Jamie Kennedy on the in the TV with, mm-hmm. with Randy? Oh, yeah. On his, and he talks, yeah. he talks about how, like, the third sequel, and this isn't the third, obviously, but he mm-hmm. talks about this particular sequel. You, like, learn things about the past that you didn't know before, and nothing has ever resonated with me so much than Curse of Chucky being, like, we went through, what is it, five? Five movies? Yeah, and then yeah. this is the sixth. And now this whole big, huge kind of reveal of what the past of Charles E. Ray, like, how all that happened, and then it all connects. And I like I was so impacted by that of, like, this is a huge movie for the franchise, yeah. for the mythos, yeah. like you said. Yeah, it, and it almost didn't happen. Um, to give context to this movie, I was... This is, I guess, like, you know, in the mid-2000s, you know, coming off of C.D. Chucky, they're like, okay, this was successful enough. We're going to do another one. And they kind of did a teaser, and I was excited because I'm a nerd on the internet in the early 2000s. (laughs) So I'm, like, following this, and I'm like, awesome, they're doing another one. I'm waiting for that. And then that kind of died down, and we're like, okay, so so what is going on? And then I think a couple years later is when Platinum Dunes started remaking everything. Um, like I delightful, think started, your favorite. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> so what almost what almost was Curse of Chucky was uh, Don Mancini being like, "Hey, everyone's everyone being mostly Platinum Dunes, but there's like a big trend of remaking horror movies. Why don't I get the same like team together and remake our own movie and see if we can make it scarier than we did in the '80s? Or like, let's like as an exercise, let's see if we can." get everybody together and just do it again and see if we can do it better or worse or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's super interesting. And then that was, that got the greenlit. So they were going to do a remake, but I think because the first child's play movie is Lionsgate or something and all the rest are universal. There was just insane, like production, like hell basically. And like red tape to yeah, red tape of fighting over the rights because they could do Chucky movies all they want, but the rights to that first one was still partially owned by a different studio than universal. So it just like, it just kept on going and then they released a teaser for it and they're like, okay, it's coming out. And then it didn't. And then like, I think in, I think you just didn't hear anything about it until like 2012. And they're like, okay, we're shooting the sequel. We're just, we're just, do, we're just going to do a sequel now. And we're like, what? And they're like, okay, we shot it. And like, <laughs> I was like oh, it's, it's coming out. It's and, real. Yeah, it's real. And and then like, you know, I think less than a year later, it's like it's like being released. And then I think just months beforehand, they're like, no, it's not going theatrically. It's just coming to DVD. And I was kind of confused. I'm like, oh, is this is this going to be really bad? You know, because it's very one, wild. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, this, this would be the first one they didn't release in theaters. They released Seed of Chucky in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> Seed of Chucky coming out in theaters. Yeah. Like I was I was in middle school. So I was like, no way am I going. Absolutely not. I was terrified of horror movies at the time. Yeah. But I would have not, noticed. You would, you would not have been scared of Seed of Chucky, let me tell you. <laughs> I was very much a weenie back then. Very, very little could scare me. Like, it was a lot. Um, I think one of the only people Chucky kills in that movie is Britney Spears. 
Oh yeah, we did discuss yeah. there's a whole Britney Spears situation. <laughs> but I I'd never heard of Curse of Chucky like coming out in theaters and it w- it was only yeah. a few years ago. Like I didn't hear a single whisper about it. I mean honestly, yeah. it went to Netflix pretty quick after it uh yeah. came I out. I think yeah, that I pre-ordered it cuz it was it was straight in to a DVD. Bundle. Yeah, straight to DVD, but it was in a bundle on a Blu-ray set with all the other ones together for the first time. Because again, that red tape. I right. think what they came away with was, uh, you can you can now put the first one on the same DVD set as all the other ones. I think that all that years of waiting. That was the story, only victory. Was the, yeah. Pretty much <laughs> is what it felt like. So, so there we go. Like that was that was the and I, the trailer had the scenes of Chucky, and we're gonna get into the actual context of the movie. He looked really bad and really weird um, in all of the scenes that are used in the trailer. His face looked so awkward and really like a really bad puppet. I'm like, is this going to be awful? You know, did they, did they, it, did they, up, did they change it? Or are we talking about certain the way shots? he looks in the movie? Yeah. The way he looks in the movie for, you know, most, most of, of it. the movie, he looks a certain way and there's a plot reason for it, which is, kind of ingenious and weird it's incredible it's like <laughs> yeah, it's, i think it's, it's one of my favorite parts good, of the movie good moment because they agree yeah. like when we're watching this movie so let's just start talking about like curse of chucky now yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We um, into it. we've we've praised this puppet you know and how it appears in this first one yes yeah. the important thing i think about the canon of the chucky verse is he retains a lot of the damage he gets mm-hmm. blown up and then he gets reconstructed yeah. but like since that reconstruction, he retains a lot of the damage that he like sustains. Scars on his face, and so he has yeah. like stitches and scars on his face. He and falls his in one a eye is really fan. sunken in. There's yeah. like it's not just like he has the scars that go across like his mouth and his uh, forehead. His eye has like they look more like kind of sunken carving scars rather than like a single scar with stitches. I think he's missing part of the skin on one of his eyelids. Yes, like, yeah. yes, yeah, that's, that's what it is. is. He falls into a rotating fan in three. And then is stitched together in four. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he has those like distinct scars. And right. then when the you stitch go in... is not just the scars. It's a very yeah. specific like Frankenstein style stitch. Yeah. Yeah. But but Curse of Chucky starts like the beginning of Dead Silence. Yeah. Which it is does. I literally was like, is this Dead Silence? They get a they get a box in the mail and it's Chucky in this in this box. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, great. We don't know where this came from. It's but, fine. But Chucky looks really weird. His face. There's no scars on his face. Yeah. His face looks pudgy. super like fake and yeah. like not Is his hair always that long? It looks yes. very yeah, long yeah. in this movie. His hair is the same length. I think it's part so of it is when it gets stapled back on, part of it just is like stapled on backwards. So it's supposed to go forwards, but some of it goes oh, backwards interesting. and it makes it, like, weird and long. Yeah. The the production design work that went into like <laughs> yeah. keeping up with this, again, especially because there's a plot reason that he looks fucking weird in this movie, yeah. Yeah. is incredible. Like Yeah. All right. So should we talk about the plot of Curse of Chucky? We spent 20 minutes on a love fest of (laughs) childhood franchise. So this movie is about Nika Pierce, uh, played by... I don't know if I ever knew her last name. Fiona Dorif, who is the daughter of Brad Dorif, who, we haven't even talked about this, plays Chucky slash Charles Lee Ray in every single one of these movies. And is incredible. I think a big part of... Brad Dorif, he's so good. I mean... And and Fiona Dorif is good, too. She's like... She she actually looks creepily like him in a weird way, and it works. <laughs> but in terms well. of the character, I think that like Brad Dorif brings like got as much or more than like Robert England brings to, you know, yeah. Freddy. Where it's like I, you can't imagine without him. And even in the remake of 
Nightmare when yeah. Jackie Earl Haley does a, a fine job. Yeah. It's not the same because it's not it's not him. It's not the real Freddy. Yeah. I think that like Brad Dorif embodies his character so well. Just yeah. like he just lives to do this. Yeah, yeah I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. And the, the lucky thing is that Brad only has to do a voice. Whereas like Robert England as Freddy has to put on makeup and work. do stunts yeah. and like and he's you know getting older and at a certain point it's not fair to do that to him you know right and it is it, do we decide it is Brad Dorf in the flashbacks of this movie or is it not him oh it's definitely think, him it's definitely him he's uh, just under a lot of there's like, a weird shot prosthetics we, we yeah. could we're just jumping all around now <laughs> listen guys if you are not ready for an in depth discussion of Curse of Chucky just get off this right now because yeah, go watch it it's fine <laughs> yeah go watch it no for sure go watch it uh, uh wait he looks like Tommy Wiseau there's a he's shot he does look like Tommy he has like long black hair and he's wearing sunglasses and I was like, what? He doesn't yeah. look like Tommy Wiseau. There's a shot where she Googles Charles C. Ray and finds a picture of the computer and that looks nothing like Brad Dorf. Like, no, I was yeah. like, who is, is that him? Who is that? They had to, because he's, you know, he's, a, you know. A million, yeah. And he's supposed to look like he did literally like almost 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, they had, they, they said like tons of makeup, tons of intense lighting. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, Which they is, mostly pull it off. It comes think, across. The, whatever the shot is, like, of the actual flashback when he's at the picnic or whatever, uh, he takes off his sunglasses, and I could see his eyes, because I think Brad Dorf has very uh, iconic eyes yes. uh, and eyebrows. That's when you're like, oh, it's Brad Dorf. But when he's just standing with the long, dark hair and sunglasses, I'm like, that could be literally any creepy man. Like, it doesn't have to be Brad Dorf. Have you seen Dune? No. When I think of him, I also think of his character in Dune because he's got the crazy eyes. I just and, think like, of him as Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings. That is like a hundred percent Brad. I think a lot me. of people do. And, yeah. And even and they forget he's in like Cuckoo's Nest too, where he plays the. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's at least it's better than if they would have tried to get a different actor to do him in the flashbacks. I agree. Yeah. And like, and they could have like dubbed or what? I don't know how. I mean, well, I mean, we should we should <laughs> talk about this. Like, yeah. Uh, honestly, maybe I'm mistaken, but is this not the most? Brad Dorif's physical body appears in any of these movies? I think that's probably... It must be, because it's probably more than Child's Play. I think Child's it's more play, than Child's like Play. Very, yeah, Child's very, very short. just that opening sequence. Yeah. But and, like, there are no other flashbacks in the other ones that I'm forgetting about, are there? Like, No, not not to... No, not that we I We get multiple full seeds of, of Brad old man Brad Dorif around, playing yeah. himself to be, yeah, at 30. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like I, I was struck by this watching it, rewatching it this time, because I've only seen it. I watched it the once... James, when you and I watched it, yeah, um, in 2013, uh, and then again this time, I was like, "Wow!" Like Brad Dorf's in a lot of this, like as like yes. as as Charles Lee Ray, Charles Lee Ray, not Chucky. I um, think I think a, a big part of I guess if we're just gonna talk, do an in depth discussion of the movie, I think a big part of um, them trying to make up for the lack of like I guess as much budget as they were probably used to. Yeah, um, they are like, "Hey, let's just let's make." all of the characters really strong and even though it's one location like let's try to you know get around that because we don't have as many locations so let's let's get as much as brad as possible that's going to be good you know i think it, i think that was a good way to make up for kind of the lower production value or not value but money that they had resources yeah. no i'm really glad you brought that up up front because like i think the number one way in which this movie suffers is mm -hmm. that it looks like a low budget movie because it is. Yeah. It was they they literally they spent five million dollars to yeah. make this movie. It's which funny because it's so funny because it, it doesn't always because there's a lot of really interesting stuff that looks great. It's just all stuff that's like practical, yeah. like um, 
I think that there's moments that Chucky looked really good. I think when I think it's usually a body double, like there's a shot of him from above where he's walking down the stairs and I'm almost completely sure that it's a body double, like a person yeah. who's walking down the stairs. So it looks really smooth and good. And that was a good way to do it by shooting from above. It makes him look really mm. real and terrifying. Um, and all the elevator stuff, like, yes. looks really good because it looks Again, like an old-fashioned the, elevator. The, the writing that allows this, like, this house to feel so lived in. Yep. And, like, all the creative and things. And big they, and terrifying, yeah. Yeah. But the creative stuff that they do, like, the way that this is shot, uh, is just them working around the fact that, like, they had nothing to yes. work with, right? But all the effects Yeah, the CGI are, is, are poor. is very bad. There's a, there's, yeah. the, the first thing I wrote down, one of the very first things I wrote down was there's a shot where... Uh, Nika, who you mentioned, the only character we've mentioned so far, the main character, uh, Nika finds her mother uh, dead, and all we see of the dead body is blood spreading across the floor, and we see Nika's yeah. reflection in the blood, and it's a very weird shot. It's like, that's not how blood works, and also... It, it's very it was not necessary. <laughs> it's very clear. It's like a it's like a CG effect that doesn't look good. And it's a shame, because then they do like a pretty cool like montage transition kind of a thing. Which is stylistic, and I liked where the Chucky doll is sitting in the chair, and you see like time elapse around around the doll, but like the camera is just kind of focused on this doll, and you know. Uh, yeah, there's some really good camera work on this. Oh yeah, there's some like really great like directorial choices that yeah. I think are like super strong, and that I really appreciate. Again, I think that they're working around the fact that like what. Again, we're starting up kind of negative, <laughs> but like what frustrates the, about me about this movie is like. The for me the best scene is we'll talk about it in a second but it's the mm. the dinner scene with the the chili right it's shot so well it's just executed so perfectly yeah it's, okay it's one of the best scenes if not the best scene and like it's doing a lot with almost nothing mm-hmm. and then for yeah. some reason this movie also decides that like an eyeball needs to roll down the stairs like and then Chucky needs to step on yeah. it and squish it <laughs> like don't write yourself into that hole. When you don't have the budget to pull it off, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. very frustrating that like the CGI of this eyeball rolling down the stairs looks like shit, and like it didn't need to be in here. Yeah, well, and yeah. and and it's it's you're right because I and I and I and I mentioned this that I watched I watched this I don't know how many times I've seen it. I've seen this a number of times, uh, you know, um, and I and I'm still noticing little details that they put into the movie I guess to make up for that budget, but there's little details something I never noticed. I watched this with my girlfriend this time. She pointed out there's like little details about the house that suggest it might have used to it might used to have been a school. There's like a pencil sharpener like that's attached to the wall near that's the kitchen. Very interesting. And there's like and there's like other things about like the way the doors look and the way the house is set up that there's like a lot of little rooms. It may have been like a boarding school at one point that was bought and just lived in, which makes sense why there's like an well, there would have been an elevator because I doubt these characters would have been able to afford a house with an elevator if it wasn't like Right. An abandoned school or something. Right. It's, well, that's very, it's very interesting because I, I yeah. had a lot of questions about this house. They live in a, like a very, very stylized, spooky house. It's like, like, a, like a gothic. It's like, very gothic. Exactly. Yeah. And everything's very gray. And there's an, there's a very old fashioned elevator and the, kind of like the big kind of staircase and a creepy attic and all of the rooms are very like, it looks very antique. And I asked we we watched it together, and I asked you in the beginning, I was like, is there going to be some reason why they live in this big, creepy house? Like, am I missing something? Like, in the first, like, ten minutes, I was like, is there going to be some mystery resolved of why 
it's just the mother and the daughter living in this like creepy old house like gray garden style like it was just so like it's such a choice there's so many things in this movie that are very specific choices and like Nika through a lot of the movies and like this very, like, long, old-fashioned white nightgown that yeah. she does most of her action in. And so mm -hmm. there's just... And, like, there's a specific shot of one time when she's in the elevator and it's looking down a hallway and the um, floor is, like, that black-and-white checkered tile, mm -hmm. which just seems very, very, very old and, like, antique. And so there's just a lot of this movie that I was like, what is... Like, what were the choices, like, made? Or is it just supposed to be that, like, these are recognizable kind of, like, creepy old house, like, you yeah. know, it's, cues? It's interesting. I think part of that, which is, I guess, I guess it's a failure on us or me that we have, we've barely talked about the plot. I think part of that is answered with, I guess, the plot of the movie. But some of it is just, I guess, just, like, suggested by, like, set design. You know, like, yeah. there's a, a more of a story here. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about. So um, let's get some bullet points out of the way at least, which is that <laughs> yeah. Chucky arrives in a box at this house. Yes. Nika's mom tries to throw him away. Nika's mom is murdered <laughs> mysteriously. Yeah. It's we the find sixth. Out. It's who, who could have done it? Listen, it's the sixth fucking child's play movie. Like <laughs> yeah. we, we know, know what's up. Like there's yeah. no. It's not hiding the fact. That, I don't like, even think they show us any visual cues about it. Do they? They don't need he to. Just like, we know she who just Chucky dies, is. and we're like, it's they, Chucky. They show it's an exterior shot of the house, and you hear a scream. Yeah. And then Nika. Okay, so did we say Nika is in a wheelchair? No. She's a paraplegic. Nika, yes. our protagonist, is a paraplegic. Yes, and she has been like. Like, tr like she feels trapped because she's living with her mom, who's uh, questionable mental stability. Yeah. Um, and she's not she's not doing too good before she dies. Yeah, but Nika is also like unbelievably high functioning as a paraplegic. Like yeah. that's something that like it's so funny. I didn't think about it until like you know three quarters way through the movie that I didn't ever think of her being like hindered at all by it. She's mm -hmm. so active. She does everything on her own. It's like a very specific like plot point of the movie that she's so able. Yeah. And it's only like later that I was like, oh my gosh, she's in a wheelchair. Like this could go very <laughs> poorly for her. Yeah. She's in a horror movie. And everyone around her mentally is like acting like she doesn't have the ability to take care of herself. Yeah. Her mom, her sister, everyone around her is sort of like, you're not going to be able to take care of yourself. And she's like, no, I definitely can. And as a viewer, thinking, you're like, yeah. she absolutely can. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no question. She was like, I was taking care of mom. And they're like, no, mom was taking care of you. You know, Wrong. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so she dies. The, the mother dies, killed by yeah. Chucky, obviously, which we all know as, as viewers. <laughs> yeah. And then we see uh, her sister. Her sister, Barb. And yeah. hus her, Barb's husband and, and their, their daughter mm -hmm. show Can up I... to stay one night for the, because the funeral's the next day. The mother's funeral's the next day. Yeah. So they're yes. like staying over that night. What are you saying, James? Can I say that Ian, the, I guess, brother-in-law, yeah. looks like Mark Ruffalo. He does. <laughs> he and like... he's got a very Ruffalo vibe. He's like kind of... Specifically like Ruffalo in the Avengers. He looks A little so too much... nice and like kind of like non, you know, confrontational, whatever. When I look him up INDB, he looks nothing like Mark Ruffalo. But when no. in this movie... <laughs> he I'm is budget like... Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I mean, we can move on, but I just had to point that out. No, yeah, Fiona yeah. Dorif actually, to me, is, is budget Emma Stone. I don't I see it at I all. know, I know, but I could not. She has a kind of Emma Stone-ish look of, like, having big eyes and curly red hair. And, like, when she smiles, she's got a specific, okay, fine, I'm alone in this. 
But it's not to so me, much that. Was... It's just I promise you that's not why she's in this. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Her name is Fiona Dorif. We all know why she was cast. But to me, there's a, there's a, actually a very specific part also where I like I can I keep picturing it. The shot. We'll talk about it later when we get more into the plot. And but potentially um, a plot reason. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's not possible. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll we'll cross that bridge in a minute. But <laughs> so then they're all in the house together. Barb's the worst person in the whole world. Yeah, Barb's the sister. She's, and she's like a, I, yeah, yeah. pain. She's like <laughs> yeah. very convinced that she's gonna that they're gonna have to send. Um, I keep want to call her Fiona Nika to a home. Like they're gonna have to like institutionalize her. Mm-hmm. Which again, like as a viewer, you're like, what are you talking about? Like this person is a hundred percent capable. She then like cooks them all dinner mm-hmm. in order to like prove to them that she's fine. And she does a perfectly fine job at it. Like there's absolutely no issues. Um, but then, you know, they like Chucky poisons one of the bowls of chili and there's yeah, a whole. So Chucky, I think I said it's like motivation is not very clear, but doesn't matter mm-hmm. early in the movie. Like you don't it's ever just... think Chucky needs a reason to kill. Somebody. Cause like... he's fucking, Chucky and he likes to mm-hmm. kill people. Um, again, there is a reason that we'll yeah. get to. Yes. But... Usually, until the seed of Chucky, his motivation is I need to get into a human body. Right. And then the seed of Chucky kind of changed that, and then now we're we're just not really sure what's going on. Right. Like it could be to get into a body. It could just be because he's stuck in this house with these people, and so he wants to mm-hmm. kill them. Like we just don't really know. Yeah. yeah. But he he puts rat poison in one of the bowls of vegetarian chili that. Uh... Mm-hmm. Nika and Nika, what's her name? Alice. Alice make Alice, Alice which is yeah. the sister's daughter. And then Jill um, is and the, the nanny. Jill's the nanny, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's a nanny there too. There's, so there's the a whole the the scene of them all eating the chili is very tense. It works yeah. really, really, really well. And that, you don't know, yeah, there's like you shot, don't know who has it. Yeah, there's a shot. There's an aerial shot of all of the plates, and we know that one of them has poison in it, but we don't know which one. And then it's rotating like Russian roulette. It's yeah. Like the, you know, it's amazing. We, and, and characters are moving in and off the out of the table as they putting like, other things on the around. table. And we don't. So when we saw the rat poison on the on the cheese, we could mm-hmm. tell that it was there. But by the time it, it gets set down, we can't see it anymore. Yeah. And also the thing that's so interesting to me was that Chucky doesn't know who's gonna get this plate. Like he puts it on one of the bowls, but the bowls get taken and moved around, and he has. He could not control this. He just wants somebody of these people to die. Well, yeah. I think he was going to poison all the bowls, but he yeah. didn't have time. I think, like, Alice scoops him up, maybe, or, like, the, the adults come into the room, and then he's yeah, like, I, think I gotta Nika act comes back into like the a room. doll. Yeah, he's like, I gotta act like a doll. So, <laughs> Classic Chuck, you gotta, gotta be a doll again. <laughs> gotta be a doll again, yeah. But, it, it, and that's what's interesting, is, like, it's like a double blind where no one knows who's gonna get the poison bowl. But again... Because the viewer, there's several fake outs. There's like, Ian goes like, oh my God, oh my God. It's so good. Uh, And then Alice doesn't like it. Yeah, she says it tastes funny. Yeah, and then Barb's like, it's not that bad, honey. Just eat it. Which is just like, oh my God, I've never hated someone as much as I hate Barb. Like, she just is almost not a real person with how horrible she is. She gets humanized a little bit later. But the tension is so, like, organic and it's so earned. And the viewer is, like, so on edge. And because there's this, like, great rotating shot from above and all these great close-ups on food. There's lots of great close-ups in this movie in general that I think work really well. But uh, us, like, not knowing but knowing something's going to happen, it's just, like, it's so good. It's, like, it's it's not like a horror trope, like, kind of execution. It's much more, like, honestly, it's kind of Hitchcockian. 
I was like, thinking the same thing, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Because it's just tension. And, just we don't, and we don't even get the, really the relief in that scene because we realize that it is the priest. Yeah. But yeah. then he, it's not like he collapses at the table. He it's leaves. He leaves. Like, yeah, we act, the release of tension is, is very different than it might be if he had just literally dropped dead at yeah. the table. Well, because yeah. he leaves and nobody knows that he's dead because the rest of this movie takes place over the, that night. Right. The police don't ever come to the door and say he was the last, this was the last place that he was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I think like saying like that it's Hitchcocky and I think is the way that that's the way he would like feed you information and then wait for like a payoff that like, you know, is coming. It's, it was done really well. And you're right. I think it's handled. The poisoning is handled well. Cause it's not like cartoonish. He's not like vomiting everywhere or like, you know, no, you just, don't even see it. You just see him in his car and then you see the police are there. Yeah. And there's like, and there's like sound design where it's like, you hear like him, like his heart thumping. And you see him I like sweating. That. That's yeah. one of my favorite things in horror movies is when you can hear someone's heart beating and that yeah. like shows you what is happening to them. Like it's usually doing strangulation scenes also. Yeah. The other the other scene where this works really, really well, this this Hitchcockian, like, you know, tense moments, mm-hmm. um, is there's a scene, I think it's actually right after that. It's right after we find out that um the priest has died because it's after this like very very grisly like beheading scene of him in the car. Yeah, he um, he drives off and then I guess gets into an accident because of how his body's feeling because yeah. of the he poison. crashes into somebody else. Like it's not yeah. even like the poison doesn't kill him. Yeah. Um. He just like loses control, and then you see the police and they go up to him and he like, they try to remove whatever is digging into his body and then his head falls off. It's Again, uh, very very intense. The, to the this movie's credit, like with its script, like mm-hmm. we get a lot of details too. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. too many. But, like, there's this whole conversation about how, like, he was this cop's sponsor in AA. Yeah, they're like, oh, maybe he's drinking again. And it was like, no, he was my sponsor. So he's not, he's yeah. not intoxicated. So it's something else. And, and it's again, an important setup that he... We saw him refuse a drink earlier yeah. right in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the payoff. It's the scene uh... I was talking about... Sorry. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So it was. it's important setup that that guy was his AA sponsor because he knows where the priest was coming from. He knows whose house he was Yeah, because that's to. the cop at the end, right? Yeah. It's the same one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the scene I was talking about that I was like really, really feeling tense during was at, right after this is when they all are go, you know going upstairs to go to bed, and Nika, Nika is puts Chucky uh, on her lap and gets in the elevator and they go up in the elevator together and it's only like it's totally dark so the only colors you see are black and like the kind of teal of the background and so you're just seeing. Uh, Nika sitting in her wheelchair and then Chucky sitting on her lap and then you can see the, the, the silhouettes from the side and you just know that Chucky's going to do something. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything <laughs> too, you know, obvious, which is one of the most interesting things about Chucky is that he has to figure out ways to, like, kill and harm people in ways they, like, won't even recognize. Yeah, he and uses the fact that he's a doll to his advantage. Yes, and that the, his and he always knows his first few kills have to be, like, not stabbings like you know when he is his first kill jill besides the 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 priest priest. first kill in the house is jill yeah and he and he electrocutes her which is a way to be like maybe it was an accident like we they don't know from someone being electrocuted it's a there's an outlet on the ground and there's also a leak they're in like the bucket of water yeah there's like a bucket of water collecting a leak that's like because there's a leaky ceiling Right, and so he, it could just, be an accident. Yeah, he just like, kicks the bucket over. Right, like that's not they. Someone wouldn't walk into that scene and be like, "An evil doll obviously did this." Like, <laughs> it, it's like he he has to be very sneaky about those things. So when he's mm. sitting in the elevator with her, you know he's going to do something, but you have no idea what he could possibly do in this very small space, and not 
alarm her too much. Right. So he stabs her in the knee, which she can't even feel. Yeah. Because her legs are numb. What's the word for that? Like, they're just, they don't, she doesn't have nerve endings there. She can't walk. So, like, that scene was very, very effective to me. It goes on for, like, just a long amount of time to make you feel like, ah, like, what's going on here? And then the fact that there's just, like, only those two colors and you're just seeing, like, their silhouettes, it worked very, very, very well for me. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I think that's them like carefully planning around like to their strengths, trying to stay within budget and stay you know do it do it the smart way. I think. Yeah, absolutely. We I think we talk about that a lot in this podcast of like it's always better to just mess with people's heads mm-hmm. rather than trying to shock them. And this movie actually kind of does both. This movie mm-hmm. both has like some really great, just tense people sitting in a room looking at each other moments versus it has like the decapitation scene of the priest like the you know the priest and uh the eyeball the, the eyeball with the chucky steps on and the very serious electrocution the electrocution scene looks of Jill. extremely stupid it looks well, so bad it, and it, it's unfortunate because i think one of the best electrocution scenes i've seen in a movie is in that first child's play because and to give context to who i am my dad is an electrician so a lot of <laughs> Things in movies get, like, ruined for you where, like, that's not how that would happen. Um, like, in movies when they, like, throw a switch and they, like, pull it down, you would actually be turning something off and not on. That's, like, <laughs> that's like the buzzkill an electrician dad would give you. But that scene in the first one where he puts, like, an, like an electric shock therapy helmet or, like, a helmet thing on someone's head and yeah. just, like, keeps zapping him to the point where, like, he, like, just starts cooking and his skin starts charring. And probably because they didn't have a lot of money, they would, like, cut away, and they'd cut back, and they put more, like, black makeup and then, like, blood around his mouth, which is sort of what would happen is your, like, muscles lock up, and then you just cook, and you just, like, can't move. So you don't have, like, this, like, you know, cartoonish, like, where people, like, shake and... Yeah, yeah. See the static, like, going around your body. Yeah. Is that how... Is what happens to Jill realistic? Because I was very weirded out by it's like, I'm standing on a floor that has an outlet on it and water went into the outlet. It wouldn't hurt you if your feet were just touching no. the floor. Right. Nor like, would it like make you shock and then make your like one eye socket. Like, so yeah, her to- one eye socket gets very charred. I think yes and no. If her feet is in the, the same water that's connected to the outlet, that's like just enough water that it would actually do some damage. I think, I don't know if it would kill you yeah. in the eye. Also, but, it, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't paralyze her, would it? Like, immediately? She could pull her feet out of the water that second, right? It depends on the strength of, the, like, the current or the circuit that's being made between, like, the... It's just a feet, wall outlet. What? It's just, like, a wall outlet. Like, in an old, shitty house. Yeah, it seems extreme. <laughs> I think that, like, what would... I think that it's what you said. What would normally yeah. happen would be that, like, you would get shocked. Because I've been shocked by an outlet yeah. before. Like, I've touched the metal as it's been in the socket. Yeah. And it sent a literal shock through my body and it was horrible, but I didn't like, I didn't keep my finger on the metal because I was like stuck there. And I think that's something that happens a lot in electric electrocution things is like, I understand people being like, I'm in a bathtub and a toaster gets thrown in. Like mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah, Like you would, you're in that water. You would like, if it, if it was, if it was enough to kill her and like explode her eye or whatever happens in the movie, uh, yeah. it would actually like paralyze your muscles. If it was that strong. You would actually not be yeah. able to move your hand, move. Or, like, move yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. 
So maybe it just seems like that. There, there should have been a little bit more water, maybe. I mean, the other worst part about this is like the non-physical thing that happens is like everyone's laptops start fading in and out. Oh, and it has it has TV static on it, which is yeah, like, because that's not possible on <laughs> that's a. That's what happens Skype when you feed. lose Skype connections. There's like TV static. <laughs> yeah, it looks that's... really really stupid, and the fact yeah. that like what they're trying to do is you know this is interconnected with Nika googling Charles Lee Ray and finding out about yeah. Chucky. While we haven't even talked about that whole plot, let's get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this other romantic thing is going on, and like, cool, I see the parallels that you're trying to build. You really didn't stick the landing, and it's mm-hmm. because your effects look like shit. Like that is, do- I think that is the flaw. Is it's yeah. not so much the reality of it; it's it's that it didn't look great. It looks ridiculous, and yeah. like there are other ways to have done that, to yeah. have pulled it off and killed her that are subtler and don't require watching her body shake and then her eye explode. Yeah, I just you know? I just think a classic, like, toaster in the bath is always the way to go. <laughs> like, that is just my... is like Especially because, like, that's something that Jill would do, is be like, I'm going to go take a bath. And, like, I don't know, have the computer in the bath, even, and be, like, Skyping from the bath. And That then... happens, I guess, because they did it in Bright at Chucky. He puts a TV into the bathtub. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, they used I, they used it up. They used the yeah. bathtub scene already. They got their, yeah. They, yeah, they they got their one free one. <laughs> so let's talk about the first twist of this movie, which is the romantic twist. The whole yeah. build up is we've got Ian and Barb and Jill the nanny. Yeah. And every time Jill does anything, Ian's just a little too quick to be like, "Oh, I'll help with that." And we're uh, and they're together that, a lot, yeah. Yeah, Barb and Ian are having trouble. Like, they don't have as much money as they did. Ian is now yeah. working at Starbucks. Yeah, they set there's that like, up. There's, like, tension and... and lots when, of, and lots we, of Barb see, looking at Ian. Yeah, we see yeah. whenever whenever Nika... Not Nika, sorry. Whenever Jill and Ian have a moment, you obviously see Barb kind of looking over and, like, pursing her lips. Yeah. And we know, like, from what we know about Barb, that she is a pain... And so, like, it makes sense to us as viewers, like, oh, she's this, like, mean, frigid bitch. And, of course, he's, like, fucking the nanny, like, obviously. And and Jill, the nanny, is also giving us information that Alice, the daughter, has, like, been really sad lately. She's been, like, really stressed out and and unhappy. Um, And we don't, we're not really told explicitly why, but that's information that we've been given, too. Yeah. So we, as an audience, think we know what's going on 100%. Mm. But of course, no. <laughs> Instead, Barb is having an affair with Jill. Ooh, snap! Lesbian drama, my favorite. <laughs> All right, how do you guys feel about this? Because what's happening? What we're talking about this whole like laptop electrocution scene of Jill is that they're like sexy video chatting in silent while Jill is in the bedroom that Alice is sleeping in. Yeah, it's super fucked up. It's really irresponsible to be first. Yeah, of first of all, irresponsible. Second Again, of all, and Barb is cool taste. with this. Yeah. Poor yeah, Barb's, Barb's the one who's like, this is what they do, ostensibly, like, all the time. Is, like, yeah. Ian's asleep with headphones, or not headphones, um, like, earplugs in, yeah. not listening. And uh, the baby, the little girl goes to sleep early. Mm-hmm. So they just sit up and, like, silent video chat each other with, uh, you know, Jill in her bra and underwear. And, like, I had, when the first scene where they do this is that, like... Jill is looking everywhere for the Chucky doll. He's like yeah. gone missing. Alice and wants, wants to sleep with Chucky. She's like, yes. I don't want to go so, sleep. And Barb is like, you go look for him. Like they're mm-hmm. all going to keep talking or whatever. But she's like, Jill, you go look for the doll. And so while Jill is looking, Barb like comes up behind her in the kitchen and like they start Corners her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was, you know, that's the moment where you're like, oh. And that to me was like, all I felt in that moment was like, oh, 
they're just flipping the trope. Which, like, I always love when you flip yeah. the trope. It's like, there's a... It's hard... You don't know what the line is between, like, oh, wow, positive, like, gay representation mm-hmm. versus, like, just... Exploitative. Wi- yeah, exploitative, yeah. like, women kissing and it's hot for everybody, aka men. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. like, I don't necessarily know where the line is. I don't know either. That's why I'm asking. That's it's, why I'm bringing it to the yeah. table is because I don't know that this movie again handles this entirely correctly. Like I was thrilled, but I don't know that I would have been in 2013 when like it wasn't yeah. so much a forefront of like trying to put gay characters on TV and in movies. Right. Um, a movie that came out now, I'd be like, I bet they're trying to like appeal to right. gay people. Well, so an interesting thing is Don Mancini is openly gay. Oh. Yeah, he's like one of the few horror writers next to like that. like Clive Barker that is like openly gay, um, and it doesn't it as far as that I've seen has not come out or really even been like um, even implied in the other Chucky movies. Other than for an '80s slasher franchise that goes into the '90s, was never interested in showing you boobs, which is like something that's like been very explicit in. Well, the first two movies are about a child. <laughs> it's, it's true, but the main character play. of the first one is. A mom, you know. True, it's true. It's just something that it's not. It was probably written that way because he wasn't interested in going that direction. Like the setup isn't like, hey, it's like a Jason movie. Let's have teens having sex and then they'll die. And I actually had the same thought because I I said it out loud to you when mm-hmm. Jill comes into the room to like quote unquote go to bed and she gets in her bra and her underwear that of course match and she gets on her computer I like rolled my eyes like oh yeah totally gonna just lounge in my bra and underwear on my computer which like women do not do but then of course it's so she can sexy video chat mm-hmm. with her GF so then of course it made perfect sense to of me. course it wasn't like as much like let's just show her hot bod it it's was much like, less male gazing. she's yeah. yes she's trying to show her hot bod to this woman so and it's and even there is then, a very like different PG feel to 13 it 13 hot bod it's like right like, exactly like, she's not like naked dancing their fingers at each other like oh look at you it's yeah. so <laughs> it's so almost silly i yeah i actually hope that that's their entire relationship like they've never had sex <laughs> they just video chat and like silently make goo goo eyes at each other <laughs> like that, that is that's what better. that sexy video chat was when you look at it it'll just google yep. eyes <laughs> googie eyes yeah um, so i don't have an answer for the question of like yeah. is it good or bad it's just it yeah, was interesting know. It yeah. was surprising, to be sure. It's definitely surprising. It, it works as a twist, and mm-hmm. I think that like it's not offensive. I don't no. know that it's good, but it's not offensive. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't cross a line into gross. Yeah, it's just like where did this come from? What was and the motivation was, in doing this? I don't think it was meant to be negative either. It's just something that no. you then find out about the characters and like the. I think it humanizes Barb. It is a hundred percent like so, she's not just this mean bitch. Like she has feelings, and she has like feelings for this woman it's also like not just sexual they like they care about each other so that ties into what i want to talk about real quickly is uh we find out uh, right after this uh ian confronts bar being like yeah i put a nanny cam in the doll i know you're having an affair how about you yeah how about you like you know talk to me about it yeah she's just he's just trying to like extort her and be like you know i want he specifically for custody of alice because yeah. it's just right. like, if you're dumb enough to cheat on the nanny, then I can use that to uh, yeah. get custody of Alice. And it's and the actress who plays Barb is up to this point, been like almost stereotypically like the worst. Yeah. Yes. And the one, I think the best moment she has in the movie is when 
he says like I, I could use that information to take Alice away from you. She has like one second of like holy shit, and like all of her like facade kind of goes away for like one second, totally, and like her world kind of crumbles in in her face, and you just see like oh no, like this is gonna be the worst, and then you see her start to do her act again where she's just like well that's just ridiculous and i don't know what fantasies you come up with and you can kind of see like really good acting where she goes from complete devastation to i have to put on this like absolutely i agree and it leads into another great scene which is she goes out and she's been or nick has been googling charles lee ray Mm -hmm. and has sort of figured out that there's a connection here yeah Um, she finds she specifically finds the article about Andy, Andy from the first one saying mm-hmm. this Chucky doll is possessed by a serial killer. Yeah. And she puts two and two together and is like, oh, something's wrong with this doll. And there's a there's a scene where Barb is on the upper floor, has the doll, and mm-hmm. uh, Nika's downstairs in a wheelchair and they're talking to each other. They're talking past each other about like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nika, that doll is, is, Nika like... is trying to say there's something in the doll and she means a soul yeah and barb thinks she meets the nanny cam yeah and then it is a she... great scene of dialogue and that she knew exactly yeah. and it I comes think... out that like the reason barb is so awful is because everyone like feels bad for nika and everyone pays attention to nika and like barb i, I feel like barb like feels like she gets like no attention or like not not as much like love, affection, or help as everyone right. else. Right, and that nobody like appreciates her. Yeah. for this help that she is giving because no one cares. And I think what's yeah. so good about like this scene specifically about them like talking past each other about like it's an evil doll. My husband <laughs> is trying to you know entrap me. Um, is like we have we have at this point figured out Barb. She yeah. is so ruled by her jealousy that's coming up in this scene, mm-hmm. and like by her like own insecurity that like it makes perfect sense it's not like when we're in a movie and like a character's just being willfully obtuse about mm-hmm. like not accepting a reality it yeah. makes perfect sense that like she is so set in what what she is upset about mm-hmm. and what she is trying to communicate with her sister about that she doesn't even have the mental capacity for what nika is trying to warn her about right and, and, then, and like she can believe nika would side with her husband yeah to get yes. alice away from her sister she believes that Nika would do that because she feels like everyone hates Barb. And every, yeah, everyone's against her. <laughs> and I think, like, yeah. it's it's at this point where, like, this character... I, I, I had this moment, like, yeah. on this viewing, at least. Like, this is, like, a really realized character, character like, sort of by accident. Just, yeah. like, by... <laughs> Because uh, she would have 100% been the character who, if Nika had gotten to her before that conversation and said, there's a serial killer in this doll, Barb would have just been like, oh, my God, Nika, Stop. Yeah. Go get some sleep. We really need to institutionalize you. Yeah. Like, you're losing your, your mind. <laughs> yeah. But instead, so, like, it's about her ex- like insecurity exactly. and her inability. It's not just yeah. Barb's yeah. the worst. Barb doesn't believe anybody. Barb doesn't trust anybody. She's a lot more complexity in that moment, and it works so much better. Absolutely. And again, I think it's this movie's credit that like this character didn't need to be, like, ne- didn't need to have insecurities and be having this affair and like care about her daughter this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this movie to work and like it would have been fine without it but like the extra effort went in like Don Mancini yeah. put the extra effort in to writing this character as as three-dimensional as things are in this movie yeah uh, a lot happens and they don't all not all the characters get a lot of yeah work done but like for as short as it is like everybody gets their own stuff absolutely, Jill absolutely. gets her own story Ian gets her gets his own story. Barb gets her own story. Like Nika's a, amazing. We'll talk about Nika. Yeah. I think like yes, towards she the is end, the main character, the but all of the yeah. side characters have a lot going on. They have personal lives, and that's I, important. I think something we skipped was like as Barb gets more likable, Ian gets less likable. I think. Yeah. 
Because yeah, in the in the beginning of the movie, he's like this chill guy, and he's like, "Yeah, the '80s were awesome," and I'm just this <laughs> that's, chill that's dad. That's how it has to work, right? Yeah. Because like, if Barb is at all right, then he has to be wrong. Like, yeah. if we're only seeing like, "Oh, Ian is so cool and great," why is he mm. married to Barb? Like, exactly. Why did he yeah. marry a monster? And then you realize that like, neither of them did. They both have problems they have yeah. money issues which can turn like the most in love couples Absolutely. into like the worst versions of themselves and each other yeah. so like i think what it makes it make more sense because i hate movies where you have a, a couple and the man is super chill and the woman is just awful and you're like this is not how did this ever come to be like how or the other way around like how on earth did this happen and i think yeah. that we see more about like these people could have been in love once and now they yeah. have like d- life has gotten in the way of them. And I think they both have like this, this facade they put on to other people, which specifically bothers the other one. Like Barb's f- uh, facade is like really like proper and perfect and really awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his facade is like super chill, laid back. Don't care about anything. I'm just the sleepy dad. Take a nap on the couch. Talk about how cool the eighties was. And we find out that both of those are actually like inaccurate and they're both like manipulating the, the, like the people around them with those like personalities. Yeah. Because it makes, it makes Barb look worse when Ian is so cool, Yeah, you know? And like that, it seems like they're just embodying each other's own worst, like pet peeves. Like she hates him when he's lazy lazy, and he hates her when she's bitchy. So they just do it all the time to piss each other off. And he's being likable to like win other people over around him. And we'll see later that he's, actually pretty awful himself too so to sort of speed forward on the plot a little bit Mm -hmm. um like we talked about uh nika's downstairs and barbara's upstairs and since chucky poured a bowl or yeah bowl yeah it's like a bucket bucket. of water it's a bucket a bucket of water um the power's out so nika can't use the elevator so she after this like miscommunication nika to her credit has read these couple articles and is like, I know what's going on. Yeah. I am not phased by the idea of a, a serial killer possessing a doll. I need to like protect Get, the people yeah, in this yeah, house. Yeah. So she starts dragging herself up the stairs uh, because she cannot walk. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which again, I, I sort of want to revisit Nika yeah. throughout this. Barb sees that something is wrong with Chucky's face and peels like the fake skin away. And this is the reveal we were alluding to earlier, which is yeah. like, this weird looking face that we've been seeing the whole movie is like not face. Chucky's face. It's not yeah. Chucky's face. The scars are still there. They've just been covered with like plastic. Yeah. yeah. And like, and like, like, like rubber appliances and weird stuff. She like notices on his lip and then she like peels it off and you reveal like that stitching and you're like, Oh yeah. This it's, is, yeah. it's incredible. It's and then he of... rips the last part off himself. He like yeah. reveals his sunken eye. Yeah. It's Great. one of the best parts of the movie because it's such a like, it makes the because we talked about it, he looks too shiny. He mm-hmm. looks like a little like misproportioned the whole movie, mm-hmm. and then suddenly yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, for, from a fan's perspective. Yeah. yeah, from a fan's perspective, when you see that, it's very exciting. It's like oh yes, even as someone who like has not, I haven't even seen the movies where he has yeah. those scars. But you showed him, me the picture beforehand. So when she does that, she thumbs at his lip and pulls it off, and you see that like that stitch. Yeah. It's like. I feel like for fans, you're like, oh, here he is. Yeah. Like, this is the Chucky that we know. And as crazy as this the, this series has been up to this point, and it got crazy, it has always actually stuck to continuity through every one of these. Like, everything had that had happened up to that point is 
accurate. It all Which, happened. Which, again, is only established in this moment, right? right? Because the rest of this is being played pretty straight. Again, this is not a very campy movie. Yeah. It's being played straight as a horror movie about, like, Chucky terrorizing this family. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in this moment, it's like, oh, no, this is part of something larger. Yes. Yes. We it's don't know to, This how. is the Chucky. Yeah, it's alluded to when Nika's looking stuff up on the internet and you see... Like, Homicide in Los Angeles, which is, like, Seed of Chucky. Homicide at Niagara Falls and New Jersey, which is Bright of Chucky. Like, so, as somebody like me who's reading those article headlines, I'm like, oh, so these movies happened. How right, is that it's possible? not just a full reboot. Yeah. Like, it yeah, is a I, sequel. Yeah, so I'm like, how is that po- He doesn't have his scars. Like I'm, com- like, I'm confused at that point. Right. And then they reveal it, and you're like, oh, this is all, you know. Part of yeah. the same story. Yeah. So, he kills Barb. The eyeball thing we, we talked, talked about earlier. About it many yeah. times it looks really, really bad. It's CGI. It's stupid. He says he says something I think that's important. The first time this is revealed, he said, "Like you have your mother's eyes." Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we did same, see. Yeah, we did see that he was there. We don't. We, we can sort of guess. The movie doesn't tell us, but we can sort of guess that yeah. it's Charles Ray. They're all watching family videos, mm-hmm. and we see a family video of. Uh, the dad who drowned, they talk about how he drowned like very, yeah. very quickly after Nika was born. Before so Nika was born. Yeah, before was Nika actually, was, oh, was Oh, you're right. It was before, sorry. Yeah. Before Nika was born, then pregnant mom and then little baby Barb. And they're yeah. all like a, they're like at a community picnic. Mm-hmm. And then we see in the video. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau slash Charles Lee Ray <laughs> slash Brad Dourif, but doesn't look anything like him. In mm-hmm. the background, they're like, who's that? Oh, must have just been a neighbor. But you like, as they a viewer, say he was like, like oh, Charles Lee Ray. They see specifically a family friend from yeah. back in Chicago, which yeah. is, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, essential. Yeah. another tip-off, which is where this, this story starts right. in Chicago. Right. So, of course, we can go like, oh, duh. We it's... should have mentioned Child's Play is a Chicago movie. It's an oh, extremely yeah. Chicago it's movie. It's very Chicago. Um, <laughs> and so we have these clues we can put together. Then mm-hmm. there's the clues from when she's on the internet. And then when he says, you have your mother's eyes, it's like, okay, we're starting to sense that this isn't just like this random family. Like, there's stuff going on here. Yes. He confronts Nika, and then she gets so like she makes she gets it, away. She, she gets, gets away to, to the garage. To Ian's first. She and Ian get together. He, she wakes him up, and then he takes her to the garage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he uh, doesn't. He doesn't believe her exactly. No. <laughs> He's found his wife dead. Yes. Right. He, I think he thinks something else happened. Like I think he might think that it's her. Oh, I, th- I think he thinks that it's yeah. yeah. It's Nika. That's Nika. So he um, puts her in the car for some weird. He puts reason. her in the car. Uh, she's trying to get away. Chucky tries to asphyxiate her with uh, leaving the car on. Yeah. Um, and swallows, swallows the keys. The keys. <laughs> yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, Ian comes back. Oh, they set up something that she has. Paraplegics apparently have an issue potentially with their, with their heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. she needs adrenaline shots. Yeah. Um, she needs her adrenaline shot. There's a terrifying moment of Ian, like, not being sure if he's going to give it to her or not. Because he thinks he, she killed, he thinks Nika killed Barb, and that Nika has like lost her mind from the trauma of losing her. Yes, mom. that yeah. she has like she's cracked and she's like killed mm. everyone now. But then she like fades, like her vision fades yeah. and she blacks out. Uh, she wakes up and she's tied to a chair, uh, and Ian has presumably adrenaline shot at her because she's not dead. Yeah. But uh, he wants to know where his daughter is. So mm. presumably, honestly, like I think at this point, like that's the only reason that he left her alive. 
Yeah. Yes, because like, he thinks that she thinks that uh, Nika has hidden Alice somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I would let you die, but I want my daughter back. Which yeah. he doesn't actually need her. He, he ties. I don't think he wants to kill her either. He ties her up, and then he goes through the footage of the nanny cam so he can see if somewhere on the nanny cam it will reveal Alice's location. Instead, he finds out Chucky's real. Yeah. Chucky's it, we don't need to go through the machinations of this but like yeah. Chucky's alive one of my favorite moments in the movie though is when so she's Chucky's like killing Ian and she's like actually like untying herself she's like getting free somehow and she, her mouth is still like taped because he gagged her because of course he did um, and Chucky just killed Ian and he has like an axe and he turns and he like swings it and she specifically positions her wheelchair to like take the axe right to her leg that she doesn't feel, and then she just like rips it off and is like ready to like tossle with. Chucky. It's incredible. Yeah, it works really, really well. It's it's yeah. awesome, and like it's one of those things where you're like you're still worried for her because you're like you will still bleed out, Nika. But like yeah. she's like, well, I don't feel it, so it doesn't yeah. matter, and I can still like be aware enough to yeah. like defeat this thing because I guess pain is something that like I think pain yeah. would hinder a lot of people, and if it doesn't actually hurt her, she yeah. can still have a lot of her faculties. Yeah. Um, it, anyway. Now we go into, I think... Yeah, there's a struggle. There's a continued struggle. Chucky kind of wins because she ends up, like... He, like, pushes her wheelchair off off of a balcony balcony down, like, a flight of stairs. Well, she doesn't go down the the stairs, just that it's an entire flight that she falls to the floor. Yeah, because there's a whole thing where, like, she gets into the elevator. The Mm. power comes back. She gets into the elevator, and she goes up the stairs. Or no, Mm. she doesn't. She just stays in the elevator. There's some way she gets upstairs, and she's in a new wheelchair. There's a wheelchair upstairs. Yes. They they set that... They do clever setting up of that, where there's, like, a spare one that we know about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So she gets in that one, but then he smashes it, and he pushes her off the balcony so that she Mm. lands on the ground. And as she's lying on the floor, he gives his Bond villain monologue. Uh Yeah. Uh... About why this is happening, which is an extended flashback in, uh, should we call it Sin City Vision? Uh, <laughs> do you yeah. mean black and white, or do you mean like no with black color? and white, black and white with splashes, with splashes of, color. of color? Yes, yeah. <laughs> because some there. Okay, so something I never noticed until again this watch of the movie, because uh, my girlfriend pointed it out. There's so you cut to a flashback of Charles Lee Ray in human form, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau and and Nika's mother basically like being like tied to a bed. Is it a bed? Something. She's like laying on her back and he's like, he's like talking to her and it's like clear that he had, he's like obsessed with her and he, he, she's like tried to either break up with him or. Well, he murdered he murdered her husband. Her husband. Yeah. He drowned her Nika's dad. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that may have happened like moments before the scene took place because yes. now like he's like fully manic now and like yeah and we, oh, yeah. We, and we see him in, a, in the flashback at the same picnic that we were watching mm-hmm. meeting her and barb and clearly mm-hmm. going okay this is going to be my family now like all i have yeah. to do is just get rid of this dude and then this is my daughter and yep. this is my wife and that's gonna be my baby and yeah. that's like he has it all planned out and then he kidnaps her and ties her up and like surrounds her with sunflowers. Sunflowers, which is actually something that the mom is painting in the first scene of the movie. She she's actually pa- a... she paints tons of them in yeah, the attic. She's... There's tons of old sunflower paintings. I had never yeah. noticed this. All she does yeah. is paint sunflowers all the time. Yeah, it's very. Once you realize that, you're like, 
oh, you never got over this trauma. Like, yeah. all you think all the time is, like, you lying on that board yeah. tied up, surrounded by, like, sunflowers. Yeah. And again, like what we talked about, it's the sensitive vision. Like, everything's in black and white, except that these flowers are yellow. And so then, it's very, like, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So he, so in this scene, he's, like, saying, like, I'm now, we're, we're going to be a family. I'm going to go to the school and pick Barb up from school, right? And she's like, no, why don't you stay here with me? And he, And he's just like... He's like, that's really selfish. You can't be a mom and be selfish like that. You know, we're about family. And then um, I think you, is the first tip off that you hear like police sirens? Yeah, yeah. you know that the police are arriving yeah. and he like starts freaking out and she and starts like, like screaming and she's so happy. Yeah, she's like, she's like, there was never going to be a family. Like this is, you know, you're crazy. And he's just like, you can't take this away from me. Like you can't, you can't do this to, to our family and he pulls out a very specific knife from the first one. Mm-hmm. And he, like, goes to, like, stab pregnant. Uh... What's her name? Oh, I wrote Sarah? it down. Something. I, Sarah. I think so. Nika's mom. <laughs> Mrs. Pierce. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Pierce. And we know that that's baby Nika. And he, like, yeah. specifically, like, stabs pregnant uh, Mrs. Pierce and runs um, away. And and we and when he runs away, we see that it's the opening scene of Child's Play. Yeah, where he gets yeah. gunned down, and that's that's what he was running which, from. Where these yeah. police is it just is it just is it footage or I think it's, it's footage. footage. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think just it's like footage. with a black and white tint on it's it, so it matches footage. the yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again, that's what I said. Like that being the full circle, I was like, wait, that's what he was running from. Like that's yeah. that is this movie's <laughs> is, like take on it. Here's my question. Let's yeah. get let's, let's fucking deep dives. Yeah. Uh, in the first Child's Play, he has an accomplice, which is yeah. a plot point. Eddie Caputo. Um, <laughs> His name Eddie is Caputo. Eddie Caputo. <laughs> and I, of I course love know that you know that. <laughs> I so, do. like, how does he figure into this? Well, the only way I could so <laughs> the only way I could imagine don't ruin this Curse of Chucky would be when he's trying to escape. He knows he has to like he's on foot. I assume. Yeah. And needs that's his getaway guy was like I assume when they would like rob or kill or do something like that he would call Eddie and Eddie would get him. And yeah, I Eddie, assume it wasn't just Eddie on this particular job. It was like Eddie was his boy like all yeah. the time. So he called Eddie and then Ed, that was part fu- of the yeah yeah. So when they figured out oh the cops are actually going to get Chucky he he bails which is a plot point of the first one. Right, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So the, I don't know. It, it's I think for, like like. For Liz, like, yeah, that's a mind blow for, but somebody like me, I just like, I was like, oh, is this, I don't know if this was planned all along, but to add to the mythos, this is like, really Like, now it's full circle. It's yeah. literally like yeah. full yeah. circle. And I mean, like, I don't, yeah, I definitely just liked it as a, like I, like I said before, like, it's fun when sequels do this, when they go yeah. like, what you thought was real or what you assumed mm-hmm. or anything you thought about the past is now what we say. Which yeah, is really, it's just a cool thing for a movie to do. And it doesn't really, not really retcon or take away from anything. It just gives no. more context and more character yeah, to yeah. this world. It's not a retcon. It's it's expanding this universe it's a little bit. It's an addition. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was like planned all along. No. no it's no. definitely an addition, but it is yeah. an addition that works. It's an addition because that like is, that honors the first movie. Because it's executed well. Yeah. yeah. Executed differently and more sloppily, like it would feel really fucking cheesy and yeah. like a waste of a waste of a plot point it would yeah. make me feel worse about child's play yeah. if yeah. it was done badly but instead it, it enriches this universe and fits and this the canon. character because yes. 
you know, somebody like he's like basically driven by like selfish motivations and like control and obsession and like, you know, basically like he's about himself and for somebody to tell him no or take something away that he wanted is believable that he like would go crazy and, and couldn't handle that. And also that like Chucky having this very specific relationship always with children yes, and that Charles Lee Ray wanted to have children he wanted yeah. to be a father is like very bizarre and complicated but yeah. and complicated yeah. and interesting like i really like that knowing that it wasn't just charles ray like trying to just murder and kill all the time like yeah the, him becoming chucky was born of the fact that he was trying to like have a family and just as a psycho did not know the like correct way to go about that it was just like i'm just gonna steal one so at, at this point this there's this reveal and Nika realizes, oh, you did this to me. You made me a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I wondered the whole movie. I was like, did she get into an accident? Was this from birth? And it is from birth. like, yeah, it's yeah. from before birth. Like, oh, he, and you know, he hurt her in the womb. What I alluded to earlier, it's never really implied how Mrs. Pierce met him or became friends with him. Or if she did have some level of affair with him and yeah. then didn't right, want to continue no it. Yeah. Which could mean that, that Nika is... Chucky's like biological child. Right. Nika right. has right, red right, right. hair and Barb has jet black hair. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't look like sisters. Yeah. And like, you're right. Casting her specifically as Radora's daughter, uh, adds a very specific element. It's almost, mm-hmm. it's almost like a meta element. Yeah. Like someone who doesn't know the Dorifs would not be aware right. of this, yeah. but it's one of those things that like, it's, as, more of a, if, it's a fan. If you're a fan, thing, you could be like, wait, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say anything? It, yeah. Does this mean anything? Or is this just like, it, it's, it, it adds a lot of good questions. Yeah, and they don't have to answer it because it really doesn't matter. Exactly. Right, right yeah. exactly. He was still in the wrong. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a continued struggle after this. Uh, meanwhile, the cop shows up at the house, finds... Uh, she's shut herself in the elevator, Nika. Yeah. Like, Chucky is not to able get to get Chucky. to her because she's in the elevator. Yeah. But she's also covered in blood and she yeah. has a knife with her. Yeah. And there are dead bodies all over this fucking house. Yeah. And she's literally, like, yelling, like, the doll's alive. Um, <laughs> he's <laughs> she killed everyone. She doesn't sound sane yeah. is the problem. Yeah. So, um, Nika gets blamed for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets taken away. You see her in court with the box of rat poison, the yeah. knife. Exhibit Something A, B, and, and C. The, the doll, laptop. I believe. What's the C? Laptop? I believe the Chucky doll Maybe. is at court. He's the, fo- he's the fourth. There's Chucky three, dolls at court. There's three yeah. before that. I don't know anyway, what the third one is. Uh, so she gets blamed. She's the laptop guilty. The bucket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bucket. Whatever. Some, something C. else. Oh, maybe like the axe. Other weapons. Probably, it is probably the axe. axe. Um, and she's, she's, she's like screaming at the doll on her way yeah, out of court. She's not screaming. Yeah. It's actually worse. It's one of those things where you're like, oh no, she is <laughs> crazy. Like that's the, that's the worst part about it is that like, mm. we can assume that, um, actually I can't assume this cause I didn't see, uh, two three four or five but uh <laughs> but um andy's mother ends up in an institution as well yes does yes. she go crazy or do they just put her there because she's saying nonsense about dolls it happens off screen but it's because she's saying nonsense about dolls what you find out after the first one is the cops say because you see in the first one cops see that chucky's yes. alive too they say hey we didn't see anything and then the only people that are saying yeah this doll's alive is a child and a grown woman yes so they're like okay the child goes to foster care the grown woman goes to so what i'm assuming is that she wasn't actually crazy they just put her there and she had to just like kind of like live out her time Mm -hmm. there 
as a sane woman who was just like, I'm just going to stay here and do my time. Again, Nika, yeah. unfortunately, was more affected Yes, Nika, sh- Nika yeah. like, whispers to Chucky. She's like, you didn't kill me. <laughs> and that's actually, this, that's actually the <laughs> which, moment. Which, by I the think... way, it's something she was taunting him about earlier, which is yes. Andy Barkley, the character from the first three movies, mm-hmm. comes up uh, because she found out about him online. Oh, yes. This is her whole thing is that she was a psychology major and she majored in, or her thesis was going to be in completion anxiety. Yeah. And how, like... <laughs> she didn't like, finish it. <laughs> and, she, and she didn't finish it. But, like, neither did uh, Chucky finish his his Mer- big mission his of killing yeah. Andy Barkley, which she taunts him about. So mm-hmm. then when she's also living, she taunts him about that. And it, it this is actually the shot, I think, that makes her look the most like Emma Stone, <laughs> uh, which I don't know what, I don't know what that says about Emma Stone. But, like, she is, like, in her wheelchair being rolled away to, I don't know, an institution, mm-hmm. like, giggling to herself. Yeah. And all those kind of classic cues of, like, I have literally kind of, like, snapped a little bit. So to me, that was very, like... It was really tragic to me because I think I really was like set on this whole thing, the, the whole movie of like, I can't believe Barb wants to put her in an institution. Like, yeah. she's so able. She's fine. Like, leave her alone. She'll just like but be fine. No, again, and this she, horrible thing made her lose her mind. Exactly. So. She ends up her- in a fucking institution anyway, <laughs> and it is so horrible. It makes me so sad. Her capability allowed her to survive and then put her there. It's hor- yeah, it's horrible. Because yeah. I actually, like, I, I said this earlier, the only time I ever felt like she was not fully capable was whenever she was, when she was up, when she dragged herself up the stairs and then she had no wheelchair, she was just crawling around the floor and then mm-hmm. Chucky kills Barb and he starts to come after her and I was like, she can't walk! And I had <laughs> never had that thought before because in her wheelchair, she's so active. Able. Yeah, yeah. She's so fine. It wasn't until she's lying there, I'm like, oh my God. She can't get up. He's gonna get her. Yeah. So it just it was it was the ultimate like really sad, tragic ending for her that she ends up having to be institutionalized anyway. All right, guys, you ready for this? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. All right. So the the police officer who arrested her, the one who's the priest was the AA sponsor, and he's the mm-hmm. good young cop that has been or is he doing all this stuff? He is walking onto his car in a parking garage, mm-hmm. uh, carrying. A doll, a bag Presumably, with a doll yeah. in it. It says evidence on it. It says yeah. evidence, and it's Chucky size because Chucky's fucking huge. He yeah. is huge. Yeah, That's he's, so bizarre. Uh, he's, I think, like almost close to. He's like over two feet. I feel like. Yeah, he's, I think he's child like size. Two and a half yeah. feet. Yeah. Uh, out to his car. He gets on the phone. He makes. He's James. What is he saying? Do you know? Um, I forget the specific. He says I, like. He's like, he's just like, I did it essentially. Yeah, yeah you like, better have my money. Yeah, yeah get you, my money. Yeah, and then so well, and then we notice that like, <laughs> I love it. I think this is this where this happens. Where like, you see like a mouth hole where oh, it's incredible. It's inside a the bag is trying to breathe, but can't. oh, it's so, so good. You see so Chucky breathing, breathing in the bag. It's yeah. so creepy. And it, like suctions to his mouth where he's trying to inhale, and I think that distraction is what causes the surprise of Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> Jennifer fucking Tilly popping up in the back seat and killing the cop. Yeah. Yep. And then licking like a, blood from the knife. <laughs> yeah, which is a callback so, to her like first appearance in Bride of Chucky where she does that exact thing. Spoilers so it's Jennifer, for Bride of Chucky. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly who has been possessed by Tiffany. Yeah. Yes. As, is what happens at the end of Seed of Chucky yeah. is that the uh, actress Jennifer Tilly the, that like, we all know is yes, being the real actress Jennifer Tilly is being possessed by Tiffany, 
who a f- was a person and then became a doll and yeah. then became the possessor. And as a person, she was also Jennifer Tilly, was she not? No. 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 Okay, Jennifer Tilly, the actress. She was of Chucky before he went to Chicago. But who played Tiffany originally? Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> that's what, that's, that, was, that was what I meant. No, but, but she yeah. wasn't the actress Jennifer Tilly. I know, but Jennifer Tilly played Tiffany, the real <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, who lives in this world. It is that <laughs> distinction that makes Seed of Chucky out of control. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but in Seed of Chucky, Tiffany mm-hmm. gains control yes. of Jennifer Tilly and is presumably yeah. living the life of Hollywood actress Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 I want to say that one of the things that I did not know was going to happen was that they kept her credit off of IMDb until like a week or two after the movie came out. Wow. That's amazing. No one said she was going to be in it. And that's why I think she's the first credit of the movie. When the credits come up, it's like Jennifer Tilly as Jennifer Tilly or Tiffany or whatever. That's so funny. I was shocked when that happened. (laughs) It's, It's an unbelievable moment because like, again with the context of this is a franchise and it is a contiguous like series of sequels that mm-hmm. actually matter. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable for her to enter this. Like again, the execution of this mostly is like this unrelated, like self-contained horror movie about the Chucky movie talking to his family. The movie ended. Ended. <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote down false endings galore. What is this? Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, Cause there, I think there's a total of four endings. There's four. Yeah. Where you want to stop? <laughs> Uh, so Jennifer Tilly is mm-hmm. living her best life. Mm-hmm. I assume that's also like if she's actress Jennifer Tilly, that's how she has the resources to like do this, right? Be so, on this mission like for Chucky. So what happens mm-hmm. is she goes to a fucking FedEx or whatever, yeah, with a Fake big X. old box, yeah, <laughs> and is like, I'm gonna ship this. And there's a couple jokes where mm-hmm. she's acting crazy about like, is it fragile or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, and he's like the the person is like is is it living? And she mm. makes some kind of crack. Of it's like, just like a series of jokes. maybe. Uh, <laughs> and know, she does like call back to my mother always used to say, which is something that Tiffany says like fifty times between Bride and Seed of Chucky. So this is definitely Tiffany as Jennifer Tilly that we know yes. of in this movie. Yeah, unreal. So then we <laughs> see the another box being delivered. The yeah. same the box we just saw presumably being delivered to. Mm. Where Alice is now living with her grandmother. Yes. Presumably and... her father's mother. Yes. Her other grandmother's dead. Yes. <laughs> Everybody she knows is dead. That's a very good point. I didn't put that together. Yeah. That, yeah this yeah. would be Ian's uh, mom. So Chucky showed up and Chucky starts doing his uh, give me the power I beg of you voodoo chanting. Because yeah. he now he's going to possess Alice. Yes. He does this weird moment where he's just like, what were you doing, Chucky? And he's like, nah. Then they're like, where's grandma? And he's like, she's in the cellar. It's like this really weird, I'm yeah. trying to act yeah. cutesy, but we know like, oh, something horrific happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she starts to, or he starts to possess her the mm-hmm. way that he has been trying to do for many movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to work. Well, th- that's what I don't understand. We have no idea. Is the grandma pops up. She's like, that's, she's been, I think she's the, been suffocated in a bag. I think that's the worst part of the movie. The stupid fake jump scare at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's unnecessary. Never, so, it's never a good thing. And this movie wasn't doing those. And None no. of them. No jump scares. And yeah. like, None there's at all? A, there's there's a fake, a, no, there's, there's some Chucky fake, fake outs. There's the a shower there's a couple, curtain. There's one fake out where it's not Chucky, but they don't do a music sting. The same way like Halloween does. The same way good movies do. 
where there's like a fake out, but it's more like a release of tension than music scare. It's yeah, more like, like oh. loud yeah. noise. Well, Jill yeah. finds the window open and then it blows back open again. That's a jump scare, yeah, but it's not. Like it's that. not a real jump scare. It's a fake it's out. Not, what we're talking about is the shitty mm. trend of just like let's have something pop out at you. Yes, like, like an internet the, reaction the video. The final, the final shot being yeah. a jump scare is never usually a good indicator for a movie. Yeah. So, a, uh, yeah. So maybe the grandma's alive and but, she's gonna save them, but maybe she's gonna die immediately after. We we just don't know what that means. It's not that clear. she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And then we get. I think that's where the credits start, right? Yes, like and we should credits. say right now. So then there's the credits, mm-hmm. and the version on Netflix does not have the post credit scene. Oh, it doesn't? No. Uh-uh. Because that it's actually important. <laughs> it's extremely it important. It is very important. Uh, the post credit scene is essential to this, but mm-hmm. um, it's not on Netflix, so viewers watching on Netflix, just Google yeah. Curse of Chucky post credit scene. Yeah. Um, though at this point, it, I don't even know. Uh, and, and not to... S- spoil the next movie but that scene needs to be in the movie for the next one to make sense interesting yeah i haven't watched it yet. we'll talk about yeah. that in one second yeah we'll get to so that. the post credit scene is six months later uh a big old fucking chucky box is delivered we know immediately <laughs> at this cause... point we're like oh he's in another place <laughs> it's a huge he... box Which, no, i guess that means that it didn't work with alice that's what i'm saying so he can't possess alice if he's still uh, in a doll body Adel- yeah, yeah yeah so the grandma must that's have what I'm been saying. The grandmother had to have saved herself and I, then I can't it. say anything because i know the answer oh is it in cult of, is it cult cult of chucky? chucky is a direct sequel to the the end of this movie is like this movie leads into cult the of chucky. first ending or the post credits post credit sequence all of them. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so... Which, yeah. <laughs> never mind then. We yeah. have an answer. Uh, we just don't know it. Yeah. Cool. Um, Chucky is still in his doll body, and he's delivered Yeah, he, like, puts himself out of a house. Out like, of a box. With, yeah, think... Jennifer Dilly gave him a knife this time in the box. <laughs> yeah. Very helpful. Uh, and through a series of context clues, mm-hmm. uh, we come to realize that this is Andy Barkley. Andy's yeah. house! Who see, is now an adult. We see, like, a picture of him and his mom when they were little. Yeah. And then a picture of Kyle from the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized his name's Andy. This is, like, Toy Story. This is just, like, a really <laughs> fucked up version of Toy Story. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> Toy, Toy Story ripped off Child's Play. I don't know what yeah, to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think the most important part is... We didn't really talk about this earlier, but mm-hmm. the actor Alex Vincent is the child in the first two Child's Play movies, and yeah. he's an excellent child actor. He's awesome. He's <laughs> yeah, so good. He's so good. He nails the performance. He's not in the third one, because the third one is about Military Academy and came out the year after, so this <laughs> yeah. child could not... And it's supposed to take place in, like, 1997, so he couldn't have done it because he, he wouldn't was have been a child. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same character. It's a different actor. Mm-hmm. This is... Alex Vincent, who played Andy He's in the, the first Ridge. two movies, yeah. uh, as an adult Andy Barkley. Yeah. Uh, and this is when I started to get very worried. <laughs> I was like, if they kill Andy right now, I'm going to be so upset. I was like, the end of this movie is already like a little bit Dark. not fun. Yeah. I mean, not not, not fun. Uh, like, what's the opposite of optimistic? Pessimistic. Nihilistic. Pessimistic, nihilistic. <laughs> just like, everybody's going to die or go crazy. And I was like, don't kill Andy like don't be that sequel that's like I'm gonna eliminate everyone so so Chucky is like standing up to get like orient himself and he like looks and he sees the picture of young Andy and the mom and you see like a look on his on Chucky's face where he's like yep this is where I'm here and he like turns around 
and you just see Andy Barkley cock a shotgun and was like, play with this or something, and just shoots Chucky. And that that's the end, end, end of the movie. Yeah. Thank God. I again he fucking was shot Chucky so in the head. Stress. I was like, do not kill sweet Andy Barkley. He has lived for so long now. <laughs> so this is what I want to talk about right now is there are things about this movie that don't work. We talked about a bunch of them. Mm. Some of the things that aren't worth talking about are the ways in which some parts of this movie are kind of rote and mm. not that engaging. Um, in addition to some of the things looking kind of low budget, not every moment of this movie is a thrill ride. I think that it, the characters are really good. I think it's written very well. I think sequences are shot very well, but it's not a perfect movie. This, po- the endings and the post credit sequence make me walk out of this movie, walk away from this movie filled with excitement. Because as a fan of this franchise, it's just, it's everything that I want. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's respecting the material and it's engaging with the fans who care about this kind of stuff and giving them what they want without it being cheap, shitty fan service. It's like, no, this is living, breathing material and we're going to work with this and we're mm-hmm. not going to just like call back to it and expect you to like it because we're making references. Right. No, we're like We're just like continuing the story and expanding and... And just bringing it all back in and like mm-hmm. using every recycling everything that you can to make the most out of what you have. It's such a way like in a way that I don't think that like sixth sequels do very often with fan service. Like <laughs> pretty I mean, much never. <laughs> New Nightmare is New Nightmare is mm-hmm. a fucking masterpiece that like does the same thing where it's like let's let's build on this and let's be meta about it in a very mm-hmm. different way. Very different but way. like the fact that like this movie ends with Andy Barkley having lived through all this, being an adult and being prepared for Chucky. Uh, is just always, incredible to me. It, always at every yeah. moment. <laughs> it, it, it it just like fills me with so much excitement, and so like sitting here talking about it now, I'm just like really excited and happy about this movie, just because like it it fucking pulled it off. It shouldn't have pulled it off, and it pulled it off. Like exactly. Yeah. Like that was my reaction when I first saw it. I didn't know a lot of people that had dedicated themselves to watching five previous movies, <laughs> keeping it straight and caring about any of it. So when I finished it, I was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is, this is for you. It is like, (laughs) exactly. And it's like, this is everything I wanted. And I didn't know I wanted this. And, and what'd you do? You, you texted me and you made me watch all of the child's play sequels so that I could watch it. Immediately. One day (laughs) we watched all of them. I think we did watch all of them in one day. Honestly. I think so. And most of them are pretty short. Let's look on Letterboxd. Yeah, this you'll is, find out. This is it's the there. longest one uh, of, the, of the series up to that point. I don't know if the next one's longer or not, but most of them are like an hour 20, Yeah, which is which is weird. But yeah. but I think that's, again, this is a testament to what I'm saying is like, I had only seen Child's Play. Mm-hmm. This movie made James so <laughs> excited and so neat that he had to indoctrinate me into becoming a fan of this franchise yeah. so that yeah. I could appreciate it. And I am like, so glad that I did. I'm so glad I had that experience. I'm so glad I had that context uh, mm-hmm. because this movie as a payoff is amazing. I think, I mean, James, you said it earlier. Yeah. Uh, like as a horror movie, it's, it's good as yeah. a Chucky movie. It is like chef's kiss. Like it's yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that, that totally sums it up. I think that's like exactly right. It like appreciates your crazy dedication to something that's very silly. Yeah. In, like premise, not necessarily always an execution, but, sometimes an execution but if you cared about this character through like five plus movies then like that's such a it's such like a like you said it's coming around full circle it's such a celebration of its own existence and its own mythos that it's just fun you know to end that way absolutely yeah 
And there's a new one. So we alluded to this um, last episode, but the yeah. the movie Cult of Chucky came out straight to Netflix um, three weeks ago or so. Yeah, like uh, the beginning of October. And I haven't seen it. I have not seen it, obviously. James has seen it. I, yeah, I, I saw it the day it came out, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I had a lot of fun. I think it's... I think... I, I think even I think much more so than uh, Curse of Chucky, Cult. If you have not been paying attention to what the hell is going on in this series up to this point, Cult is not going to make any sense to you. I don't think because mm. it's because it, it's like I said, it's a sequel to every single ending of Curse of Chucky and everything up to up to that point. Like it, it's continuing that so directly that. I'm sure you could watch it and, and just take it as disposable horror movie. So but... here's the thing. Can Liz or any interpret viewers who haven't seen all these movies, can they watch it? I think I think they can watch it, but I, I think you would want to at least see Curse of Chucky. Cause, okay. okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want, I think you're going to yeah. really be thrown. The original and then the most recent predecessor is usually yeah. a pretty good way to go about mm-hmm. like sequels. Yeah. Because I think you're, I think at a certain point you're just not going to know what the hell is going on yeah. uh, in, in Cult. I'm just um, thinking about how much I don't want to watch Seed of Chucky. <laughs> it's, you know here's what? the thing. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, the things that were important already yeah, took, took I've shape. already seen Curse. So, like, yeah. we've already, like, the, but things also, that the bridge has happened. been crossed. You can have a couple drinks. And... Yeah. That's true. It's it's It's... It's crazy, and I think it's fun. I think I think the craziness and it's and it's like it's celebration of how insane it is, and it knows it's insane. I think is is warrants its existing. I think it might be the worst one out of all of them. Well, and it's interesting because we talked about at the very beginning of of this episode, like how I had a perception of Chucky before I watched Child's Play, and then Child's mm-hmm. Play really like you know, upended that I was totally wrong about Chucky and how he mm-hmm. moves and how it looks. And I feel like seed of Chucky is where I got my perception from Probably. was like, Oh, this is silly and it's campy. And like this whole bride and child element is very, it, I just don't know how that's going to work scientifically if, or medically. <laughs> like, if you're not, I don't understand that. Yeah. If you're not down for seed of Chucky being an absolute like insanity, then, yeah. then you're not gonna. It's not gonna like. It's not gonna watching it is not gonna make it better. It's right, absolutely... right, right. Here's my question. Yeah. Fucking Team America World Police also came out in 2004. What was going <laughs> on, guys? What was going Why on? Everyone, like, like puppets and dolls. So well, much. like specifically like vulgar puppets being silly. Like yeah. I. What yeah, was going I don't on? Know. In in theaters, like major motion <laughs> pictures, like yeah, we're yeah. not talking about crank you know, here. Like maybe I'm conflating them. Also, like maybe there's a feeling <laughs> that I'm just like I don't want to like be in 2004 and be in that world. Like I left that behind years ago. I I might go out on a limb and say that Team America is the less insane of the two. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's gonna argue me, and I love I, I love, believe you so yeah, wholly. I I think one of them is grounded and interested in being like like a parody movie and the other one is like hey let's go crazy what's the craziest <laughs> thing we could make <laughs> because seed of chucky is one of the craziest things i've seen as like a serious yeah. franchise make and and it and it knows i think it knows not in like a meta way like how you're in on the joke but i think it's just like like i don't think you can write most of those scenes and just be like this is the craziest shit i've i've ever written in my life and again the fact that don mancini <laughs> like 
That was the first one Don Mancini directed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he credits Curse of Chucky being his first horror movie he directed and Seed being the first movie he directed, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, well, like, it did say that, like, back to back, like, Don Mancini, who's written all of this and mm. is responsible for this character's entire, you know. Yeah, canon. he's had sole control over the characterization of Chucky for all of them, which but I the think fact that helps. He made Seed of Chucky, this <laughs> crazy town banana pants movie. <laughs> And then he made Curse of Chucky, which is an effective horror movie that's also a great, like, Chucky yeah. movie. Franchise movie, is yeah. really, mm-hmm. really awesome and weird and unexpected. And he and, made and, Cult of Chucky. Like, it's... Yeah, and Bright is, like, sticking your toe in there. Because there's scenes that are out of control in Bright of Chucky, but it's mostly grounded in being a real movie. Entirely grounded in being a real movie, I, I think. Um, if So if you want to just, if you want to watch a like good scary Chucky movies. Child's Play One is great. Child's Play Two is excellent. I really like Child's Play Two. I feel like it's somewhat it's lost underrated. in the shuffle. Yeah, I think it's lost in the shuffle. I feel like we're in like franchise wrap up territory here, but I just want to loop back to the movie Curse of Chucky one last time to just I feel like it deserves more credit than we've given it thus far for mm-hmm. making its protagonist, its final girl, uh, a paraplegic and handling it extremely well with a yes. lot of respect. And demonstrating that, like, she is, she's a really good character. She's very funny. She's very smart. Caring. She's, like, she's she's very empathetic. And she isn't her handicap, either. She is, yeah. Her disability does not define her. And I think it's really, like, there's, this movie doesn't need to have made her a paraplegic. Mm -hmm. um, But they decided to, and they did interesting plot things with it by, like, it it restricts her movement. It, It causes certain things to happen. Um, very hush like very hush like yes but it doesn't entirely jeopardize her in a way that you would like a lazy writer would have exactly i think i said i only like noticed it the very end i was like (laughs) wait a second it just it deserves credit for handling it respectfully like Mm -hmm. again incidentally it's not like the the thing that people will ever talk about about this movie and i think that it just it deserves credit it does it well. It is funny. We had more of a conversation about whether or not the lesbian plot was like problematic than the <laughs> entire like disability plot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, I think a good point And I think a reflection of how it was handled. Yeah, I agree. So is that it? I feel good. Anytime you want me to talk about Chucky, I'll, I'll let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we are, We've been avoiding the roulette for the past few weeks, uh, and I think we've gotten some really good conversations out of it by choosing our own movie, but (laughs) unfortunately, the podcast can't always be that, because otherwise we'll never find new things. And so we're back to the roulette, hoping that it does not lead us astray as it has so many times before. We reserve the right to make our own decisions sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, we need to control our own destiny. Yeah. Also, I really loved them. I I liked everyone choosing an episode for us. That was really really excellent. We might do some more of those down the road. Absolutely. And we got some good recommendations out of it. So who knows? We did, maybe we did. maybe one day we'll get sick of it and just choose a listener some recommendation. Choices. So why don't you pull up that roulette and we'll spin it and we'll see what happens. It's up. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Spin that thing. Our next movie will be Anti-Birth. That's not promising. Uh, this sounds a lot like the, um, what was that birth? Oh, the unborn, where I knew it was going to be bad <laughs> right <Yeah>. away. <laughs> no. Oh. I hope this It was not good. Let's, let's give it a shot. I do, Natasha Leone is the main character. Oh. I just saw that. So, like, 
I really like her. I like most of the movies that she's been in and the TV shows, so... Never heard of this director, Danny I'm, Perez. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in semi cautiously optimistically. How about that? For once in my life. Let's take the anti birth journey. Ugh. So never say that again. Don't do that. Our next no. episode will be anti birth. Anti birth. I don't wanna say it a lot. We're gonna have to say it a lot. I don't wanna say it anymore. Anti birth. <laughs> Until next time, you can always check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook, at Now Screaming. Again, we've been doing this for over a year now. And we always welcome anyone who wants to share the podcast with your friends. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or whatever Please means do. you get your podcasts, uh, we'd really appreciate it. It always makes us really happy when more people find the podcast. So, so many people voted in our you know, listener poll. It was awesome. It was awesome. So thrilled. Next time, even more people vote, it'll be even better. We definitely want to like talk to you guys on Twitter. Like, yeah, you know, let us know what's up at us, please. It's spooky season. We always want to talk about. Yeah. And also it's spooky season for us year round. That's it. Never stops being October in my heart. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I want to uh, thank James Skosky for coming on once again and guiding us through this journey of child's play. Uh, thanks for having yep. me again. Our expert. Anytime. It's always wonderful yep. to have you come on. And it was so refreshing to have you just like revel with us in excitement about yeah. a movie for once. <laughs> that we like dread. <laughs> that all of us like really, really loved. And you could just like nerd out about your favorite franchise. Yeah. I it's I, I basically corner people in my real life and then force them to listen <laughs> to my rants. It's pretty much what it's like. Well, we're more than happy to give you a platform. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Um, and thank you, Wes Craven, for making uh, awesome and enduring characters. Uh, not just horror slasher icons uh, like Freddy and Ghostface, but protagonists as well like Nancy and Sydney. I love both of them, and I was learning about that somewhat recently. Good. <laughs> I so agree. Those are my girls. <laughs> the best. They're the best. <laughs> oh. All right. Until next time, everybody. See you later. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. See you later.